Welcome to Pick LJ Podcast, your official Gilmer Chamber podcast. Join us as we dive into local businesses and events that make Gilmer County special. Now let's find out what's happening in LJ today. Everyone, welcome into the Pick LJ Podcast. We're talking more about the LJ Songwriters Festival, and I've also got another fantastic singer and songwriter, Danny Myrick. Danny, welcome in. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Appreciate all right. you yeah, me. we've had some we've had some great artists so far, and so I'm really enjoying talking to all you guys, getting your backgrounds. Uh, you're also the second one that I've talked to who is uh, in Texas, but you're in Pittsburgh, Texas. So yeah, I'm I'm out here for gigs, and I'm I'm doing a little run in Texas. I'm out here with a couple of great friends of mine, uh, Kent Blazy, who's a Hall of Fame songwriter, wrote "Ain't Going Down to the Sun Comes Up" and "If Tomorrow Never Comes for Garth," and and then Leslie Satcher. Uh, who wrote Troubadour for George Strait. And we're doing a little run of shows and uh, out here in the country for a couple of days and then going to Fort Worth tomorrow. So I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for stable enough internet to hang with you. Well, I've always known that Pittsburgh was a place in Texas, but what I, I, I'm honestly not familiar with where it's at. Where is that kind of located? Uh, it is a little bit, out, it's in East Texas. It's a little bit out of uh, like Longview, Tyler, Gilmer. Okay. Uh, I've actually, I, I used to live in Arlington years ago. I've never been to Pittsburgh, Texas until now. And um, ultimately all this is, is we've got a couple of shows. We had one in Marshall Saturday night and then uh, Wednesday night in Fort Worth. And so this is, uh, this is Leslie's family's, uh, her husband's family's land. I see nothing but uh, fences and cows and hay. Yep. And so flat. Very, <laughs> yeah. Very flat. Yeah. Some trees. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> looks, looks hot outside. Yeah, it's got its uh, western charms going on, but uh, you know I prefer the mountains. That's why I moved. For sure. Anyway, so yeah, I just happened to be here and uh, enjoying catching up with you guys. Awesome. All right, so let's uh, let's get some background into you. So, Danny, you grew up in gospel music. So, how how was that growing up and getting into that kind of music? And was it more um, contemporary? Yeah. Was it well, I, I I tend to joke a lot that I'm a recovering preacher's kid, <laughs> and um, uh, I grew up in. Um, a little town called Pascagoula, Mississippi, down on the coast on I-10. And um, it's, the, it's the birthplace of, uh, of Jimmy Buffett. And uh, if we got any uh, kind of old, old, old school, longtime country music fans, it, it is where the squirrel went berserk. In the yep, first the old Mississippi ride. squirrel revival. That's right. <laughs> that is that is the town. I used to joke that my dad, my dad pastored that church. But anyway, I grew up, uh, man, a really fascinating upbringing uh, because I, I was around music from the time I was in diapers and my mom played piano. My dad not only preached. And so we had a family band that played in church, but he also promoted gospel concerts and so we would open all those concerts. So this was for any of, of, of uh, the listeners there that are Southern gospel fans. Like, uh, you know, we played open for the Oak Ridge boys when they were still gospel. And then like the Henson's and the happy Goodman family and the cathedral quartet. And all this, that's the world I grew up in. So I started writing that music from a pretty young age and had my first number one song when I was 17 and, and uh, kind of came by that naturally. And, so, you know, the best way to describe it, it, it was definitely a little bit of a subculture of, of a lifestyle, very, very conservative, uh, but at the same time, a lot of music and me and my brothers played. And so uh, every day coming home from school, I mean, we just played instruments all the time and played songs all the time. I didn't have a lot of exposure to like rock and roll and pop music and all that stuff, but we sneaked it, of course, me and my brother would sneak <laughs> to the local rock station and catch up on all the stuff. But um, a pretty magical way to grow up. I like how you casually just kind of yeah i had a number one at the age of 17 and so tell me tell me about that that's kind of a big deal so tell me about what well, what was that song 
it's it's random. It's a song called Jesus is a Light. You know, they always say the best advice you can give a songwriter is write what you know. And so, you know, I was in church seven days a week, basically. And and I kind of lived in that world. And so uh, it just all the it's really similar today, like all the craziness going on in the world. And, you know, I wrote this song. Um, I was a big fan of the Eagles and me and my brother sang those kind of harmonies. So I wrote the song called Jesus is the Light, you know, in a world so full of darkness. He's the only one you can turn to when you've lost your way, whatever. And it was very like Eagles, you know, peaceful, easy okay. feeling kind of vibe. So there was a band, uh, a quartet called the Dixie Melody Boys. And at this time, um, you might remember that, that Alabama had blown up on country radio. And so they sort of had a little bit more. They had those Eagles harmonies, but it was, you know, really country and kind of southern. So there were a couple of groups. The, the Dixie Melody Boys decided to call themselves the DMB band, and they made a Christian country record. Then there was another band called Mid-South that went from the Mid-South Boys to Mid-South and now very Christian country. So we did this song on our family album. We opened for the for the Dixie Melody Boys right after they did this DMB band thing. They loved the song and um, they recorded it, put it out as a single. I never knew how that worked. Just next thing I know, my song's all over the radio. It was number one for a few months. And I moved to, uh, at 18, I moved to, to Nashville, went to school at Belmont. And the first kid I met in my first class was a an up and coming uh, Christian writer named Stephen Curtis Chapman. And so he came up to me and said, hey, are you the Danny Myrick with that Jesus is the Light song? And I said, yeah, why? He goes, well, I got six songs on that record, but you got the single. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you, you know, in retrospect, this all worked out just fine for him. But that's kind of how it started with me. Okay. So I, I it's kind of cool. I see you, you know, you're sitting there with a guitar in your hand, and uh, that, that seems to go pretty well with your aesthetic there. But what uh, other instruments do you play if you play anything else? Just the guitar or you have a few? Well, I grew up playing bass. And so um, when I was nine and my brother was 10, my older, older brother at Christmas, um, he got an electric guitar and I got a bass. There was no rhyme or reason to it. They just, my parents knew that we wanted guitars. And so he picked up the electric, I picked up the bass. And within just a few weeks, we're playing in church. And then once I started writing, you know, it was on acoustic guitar. And I, I knew three or four chords because I played bass all the time. And you know, got a capo so I could make it work. And it's, you know, the kind of Eagles chords, you know, yeah. it was just kind of that. I learned those three chords. And um, so that's kind of how it started, super basic. And But just the way we lived, it was like, you know, we had a piano and my mom played piano. And we would just pick things up by ear, play trumpet in high school. And Did you ever have kind of that natural talent for hearing tones and stuff like that? Or was it a lot that you had to learn? No, it was all pretty natural. We, I mean, we learned to sing by ear and, uh, I, you know, looking back, I'm really, really grateful for that. I don't know if there's any way you can manipulate that, but you know, that, that is just a little bit of a talent that you get, be able to sing harmonies. And, you know, from the time I was little, I mean, we did our first album when I was seven and, um, you know, my mom played piano and sang and we just learned to sing harmonies with her. And then she would give us lead vocals on songs as we got where we could do it. But it just came natural to me. Like, you know, like a kid learning a language. I mean, harmony singing was just sort of the thing. And um, gosh, we were in high school. I, I just remember, you know, we had a motorhome, traveled all over the Southeast. And me and my brothers would practice harmony singing by like, you know, we would catch uh, jingles on the radio, you know, W-W-L, New Orleans. Yeah. And we'd do it like three part harmony. And 
you know, just kind of get it as tight as we could. And then the Eagles and stuff like that. So that's so cool. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So uh, going back into your career a little bit, um, as a writer, you have written many songs, some for some very big name artists that everybody on here will know. Um, so yeah. so name a few of those and, and kind of the songs that you wrote for them. Well, it kind of started with, uh, I had a band called Western Flyer in the 90s. Me and some guys I went to church with started the country band and, and um we had you know nominal success we put out two records we had uh three or four singles we shot videos for that went on cmt and back in the mullet days you know we had so we had a little we had a little bit of success there but i met a lot of other writers and artists through those days and doing radio tours and you know opening for the big artists of th- this this would have been 94 95 96 and um, and then when that ended, I was out of the business for a minute, and I got back in, and I and I connected with a guy um, that some of you listeners may be aware of, named Jeffrey Steele, and uh, he was a he was a big fan of my band. He at the time was in a band called Boy Howdy, and then in the late '90s, early 2000s, um, he just blew up as a songwriter, and he just was on so many things. And I ran into him at a Starbucks, and you know he ended up signing me to a pub deal. And the first thing that I ended up having recorded as, as the, just a vocational songwriter was a song called International Harvester by Craig Morgan that became a big top 10 hit for him. Um, and then that kind of got me started and I dove in and I ended up having a song called She's Country that Jason Aldean did that was the most played song of that year. And I got cuts on Gretchen Wilson and Montgomery Gentry and, and I had a big hit on Tim McGraw called Truck Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, just random. I got, you know, Maddie and Tay, I met them when they first came to town. I had three cuts on their first record. And uh, Joe Cocker got connected to him in L.A. And just people like that. And so I just kind of found my way through it and um, had a few hit songs and have been able to produce some records. And, um, yeah, man, I've been really, really grateful uh, to be, to have that career and to figure out a way to make a living in it all these years. And, and then now I'm super, super grateful for situations like the Songwriter Festival. Yeah. Where now we have these great outlets to get out and play our songs and tell the stories behind them and have, have built in crowds that are like, oh, man, I love that, you know, Kenny Chesney song. I didn't know who wrote that. And then, um, you know, get to hear the writer tell the story behind it. Yeah. So speaking of the LJ Songwriters Festival, um, do you have a couple of songs in mind that uh, you ha- that you know that you're going to play there that you're looking forward for people to hear? Yeah. I mean, I always I mean, the ones I mentioned, I always play. I always play She's Country and always play international harvester i had i love this life on low cash just a few years ago that was a big hit and um that's kind of how that works these festivals are great you know we get in and we'll we'll get to play two or three shows over the weekend um and in a small town a small setting like that it gives us the opportunity to play the songs that are hits and we can kind of talk about how we wrote those songs and people always love hearing that but we also, you know, we do this thing called songwriters in the round for anybody who's never seen that. So it might be either me and one other writer or me and two other writers that we'll just take turns playing songs. And, you know, I'll, I'll play something and then, you know, like Dylan Altman will play, you know, hey, I wrote this for Tim McGraw and he'll, he'll play, you know, watch the wind go by and we'll do that. And, and, and then the great thing about we'll play five or six rounds. So that'll let us play songs like I made a solo record in 2020. I'll play a couple of songs from that and. Then there's some album cuts that that nobody knows that yeah. you know that are fun to play and you know I wrote this whatever years ago for Randy Hauser and you play that song so it, it'll be that kind of a setting it'll be pretty awesome if you've never been to one awesome well before we go um, for people who would be interested in in following you on social media or anything do you have uh, Facebook Instagram how can people find you 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on all the things. Uh, you know, I think I think uh, after 2020 with all the politics, I kind of like eased away from Facebook. <laughs> they got, I know what they they got mean. There. It was like it was no longer family updates. It's like where do you stand? I said, like, uh-huh. no, I think I'm gonna stay. Uh, but Instagram, I'm on Instagram. It's just my name, Danny Myrick, D-A-N-N-Y-M-Y-R-I-C-K. And I kind of keep everything updated there. And, um, you know, I've got a few things on YouTube, some old live things and whatever. But I've got my music, um, you know, I've, I've made a couple of records over the years. One that's got some of my hits on. Um, I've got a single out of I Love This Life, my version of it. And then I've got a record called King of Jones County that I wrote uh, kind of during 2020 and released that. That's a little bit more personal kind of solo record, and it's on all the streaming platforms. Okay. All right. Well, before we go, uh, we're going to end up playing one of your songs, um, I Love This Life. And uh, go ahead and just introduce it, man. Well, I Love This Life was great. I wrote, uh, I was writing with with Chris Jansen and the band Locash, which a lot of your listeners will know. And we had been told um, that Garth Brooks was looking for like a, like a stomping four on the floor, um, you know, Mumford and Sons kind of arena song, you know, this kind of thing. So we went in and we got some ideas together and um, we ended up having a little bit of a gripe session because I had not had a single on the radio for a minute. Low Cash nor Jansen, either one had a record deal at the time. So we're just kind of griping and whining and moaning about the music business. And then it kind of turned around to, um, I think it was Jansen that said, you know what, man, as tough as things are, I'm going and getting on my bus tonight, jumping out with my band, and we're playing music all weekend. I'm not making much money, but all the music is from music. Locash said the same thing. We're sitting in my house that was paid for by songwriting. I'm like, you know, life is not that bad. And so we kind of just started talking about our small town experiences. And uh, next thing you know, we're, we're kind of half glass full of gratitude that, man, this is a pretty great life. We're making a living, making music. If you had told me at 16 I'd be doing this years later, I would have taken it and uh, and just landed on the, the simplicity of an on-the-nose title like I Love This Life. But um, it really came from a heart of gratitude and, and an inspiration of trying to write something for Garth Brooks that he didn't record, but look, Cash did, and it became a big song for them. Awesome. Thank you, Danny, for being on with me. Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we look forward to hearing you at the LJ Songwriters Festival coming up Memorial Day weekend. Can't wait. See you all soon. And now Danny Myrick with I Love This Life. I love my boots broken, I love my camo hat. Don't mind a little paint on my jeans, yeah, I roll like that. I love driving my truck across the railroad tracks. If you hit it too quick, it'll hit you right back. I love a fresh cut field with a first frost dawn. How it shines like gold when the sun turns on I love the sound of them wheels My baby singing along When boys the summer comes on
ragged old barn that my grandpa made. It was my whole world back in my innocent days. I'd love that little white church out on 109. It's where I hit my knees and thank the Lord for this life of mine. 